Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So this evening, I am recording with, yes, yet another new co-host to bring to you, the listeners. And yeah, I have a feeling we're going to talk a lot about health, business, and lifestyle, especially I'm guessing a little bit about business because this guy knows a lot about media. Uh, the gentleman we're bringing you today, he's a speaker, a trainer, an author. He's also a CSP. That is a special designation, you know, letters after his name that less than 1% of the professional speakers in the world have. We're going to talk about that because I'm new to speaking. Uh, to earn this designation, he had to provide documentation on more than 300 speeches and submit receipts for $250,000 worth of paid engagements as a speaker. So I just learned something new right here, right now. Uh, but 13 years as a TV producer with ABC, NBC, Fox, author of four books, including the, the Secret to Foolproof Presentations, and I'm a big presenter, so I love that. Guinness Record Holder for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours. He's got a frame behind him. 112 different radio stations just is a CSP, a special earned destination. That's what I love is standing out by this guy. I've never even heard of that before. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Jess Toffeld. Scott, it's good to be here. Oh man, we're gonna have so much fun and give so much good information, everybody. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. And, and I love I love your brand, magneticspeaker.com. So there's there's your there's your plug, ladies and gentlemen. Go check that out. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And uh yeah, I mean, everybody has something that makes them magnetic. I mean, I guess there are some people who are very boring, but there are people who don't <laughs> know what's magnetic about them. But everybody has something that's magnetic. And that particular program is for people who say, you know what, I want to be a speaker. I want to learn the business of speaking. And then they come to one of the events or they, uh, they get a program where they learn about the business of speaking. But the big thing, separate from the, even the business, just for everybody who's tuning in right now, as I was saying to you, always open with fire. It's a jest thing that I talk about. Taken from David Ogilvy, big advertising guru. Yes. If you're selling fire extinguishers, open with fire. And I always say, if you're speaking, you should open with fire too. Okay. Uh, we should always be magnetic. We should always figure out what would be amazing for the audience. How can we make their lives better? That's what we're going to do today. I just laid it down, Scott. You definitely laid it down, man. And, and you're really already vibing with me and our audience because, I mean, the core of my logo, my brand is fire. So we're, we're, we're mind melding, man. I'm loving this. I know. When I saw that, I said, we got to know each other <laughs> after that. So the thing is, open with fire, open with something good. And, you know, if I were to pick something just from the speaking world, it would be whether you're giving a speech or you're going to a job interview or a performance review. Anybody tuning in, you ever been in one of those or plan to be in one of those? Once or Use. twice. Once or twice, yeah, a few times, especially with all the things that you've done uh, over the years. Tell stories. Stories are the currency of life. Tell stories, have a message behind the story. But instead of listing, the, these are all the things that I did, mm -hmm. Share stories. I have a feeling we're going to share some stories today, oh, but yeah. share stories because that's how people interact. It's more memorable. It's more magnetic. Well, I think it's also, it humanizes you. I think so many people, I've been in the sales profession for a long time as well. And, and we, I'm constantly teaching and training people about storytelling because I'm like, guys, you're going right to the, the, the meat and the potatoes, so to speak, right? You're going right for the, the clothes 
and you haven't built a relationship, they haven't really connected with you as a person. And if the person you're talking to or the audience you're talking to doesn't vibe with you, they're going to tune out any product, any service, anything you're trying to sell or market. I'm guessing you would agree with this. Absolutely. I mean, people want to hear. So if we're, I mean, if we're talking about selling and sales, something that we connect on, we have businesses. Um, it's really about talking about how you've helped other people. So instead of saying, I've done all this, this, that, and the other thing, uh, as we had in, in my bio, all that stuff's great. But what, do, what have you actually done for people? So first you need to find out who somebody is, or say if it was a job interview, what do they want? And then you tell stories about things you've done that help people. And obviously, uh, you know, it really makes it come alive, makes well, people see it, feel it, smell it. So speaking about that, uh, another one of your sites, right, is uh, mediasecretsbook.com. So when you click yes. on that, you got the auto launching video and you're right in Times Square. And like tonight, you're, you're, you're uh, doing that winter look. I like the, the scruff. It's got a good, you got a, a sexy scruff rock in there, man. This, this is the only <laughs> video that I think I've done ever outside of just Facebook when I went camping with my 12 year old. But you see, uh, but you're also but, dressed, you're also dressed uh, quite dapper, sir. So you got, you, you, know, got, you got the, uh, the sport coach, you got the little napkin right there. It's very nice, sir. Pocket square, pocket square. <laughs> I, do, I, I like napkin better because it makes me feel like I can really just, you, know. <laughs> you can wipe the beard right off. So <laughs> yeah, that would be good. <laughs> That's in the second half. Tune in. Stay tuned, everybody. He's going to do some up. magic. I'm a forward TV producer. Yeah. So to put it all into perspective, because it's like, oh, what does this guy do exactly? He has so many things. This is the way I explain what I do. I create the space for people to show up. Hmm. I happen to deliver programs on public speaking and presentations and media. And that's the area that I play, but it's show up, show up in life, show up in business, show up. Okay. So what do you find that is probably the biggest, how do I put this without being insulting? I'll, you know, I'll use my own example. Years ago when I didn't show up, um, yes. I, a lot of it, let's be real, is generalized around fear. And I think, that's too broad of a statement for a lot of people because I'm sure in your teachings and what you've experienced over the years is that everybody experiences fear of speaking differently. Um, you know, let, let's let's go granular. You mentioned interviews, for example, right? Yeah. Interviews can be taken professionally. We could be talking about dating. We could talk about romance. I mean, everything is yes. interacting, right? So what do you find is one of the most common things you've seen relating to fear and the whole connecting with the other person professionally or romantically? So you're absolutely right. It comes down to fear and fear of speaking. I don't even think it's really fear of speaking. It's a combination of a bunch of fears. It's fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. We're not used to something we're not used to doing, you know, just like the first day of a new job, you know, you come in, you don't really know the ropes. You're a little nervous. Your stomach is, is in knots. And then eventually you just figure it all out and you're like, this is fine. It's going to be fine. Nobody's going to die today. Hopefully, <laughs> um, <laughs> unless you're in a profession where things get a little hairy, let's, uh, but anyway, so it's fe a few fears. So fear of the unknown, um, fear of, you know, being shunned in some way. They're going to send me into the woods to die. They're not going to do that. So we, we call that rejection? Fear of rejection. Okay. That's exactly right. Um, fear of embarrassment. So it's all these fears, but it does go back to fear of the unknown. And the more we figure out and the more, uh, so when somebody comes to me and they say, oh, I want to be better at public speaking or uh, a lot of times it's business folks and there's something attached to it business-wise. Um, I'll get to the part where it turns out it's fear. And the more I eliminate the unknown, the more they're like, all right, I got this. I, I know I'm great when the person's like, 
I got this. I got, let's do it. Get me back on camera. Let's do it. So, um, yeah, we got to step into that. And when things are uncomfortable, there's great stuff on the other side. And I try to remind myself that when I have the uncomfortable conversations or moments, I'm like, oh, I got to practice what I preach. Well, and the funny thing that you're bringing up here is that we're talking about fear and, and worried about failure, right? But then if you talk to some of the world's best speakers like Tony Robbins and other people out there, um, yeah. they all tell us in different ways that you have to embrace the fear and be prepared to fail because that's when the real learning begins. So it's yes. like, for example, I mean, I've never been on a TV set. Well, no, I'm sorry. Let me correct myself. I have been on television. Um, but those were charity events and they were like cooking segments and stuff with a friend of mine. I, we were running a charity years ago. But uh, it was like, that was scary for me. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get in front of cameras. So I'm just going to be that guy standing behind her while she does all the cooking. And I'm just the friend helping out because we're here to raise money for cancer. Um, you know, but so I never really said anything. <laughs> but and it was new; it was unknown. Yeah, it's like Why okay, cameras constantly. And I will say though, once you get on set, it's really not that big a deal. Like you're like when you're on the other side of the TV screen, you think it's a big deal. Once you're actually in studio, it's like really, this is all it is. I mean, right? You're like, oh, they have lights of lights. Yeah, it's like I have lights where where I am. Uh, you know, oh, they have cameras. Yeah, I've seen cameras before. We walk around with cameras on our phones constantly. We're looking at the cameras. We're doing it now. Uh, right. And then that wears off. Same thing giving a speech or being on a big stage. Oh, yeah. Like initially, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm two feet taller than everybody else. Right. It's like, I'm not here. I'm here. Yeah. Oh, now it's scary. But if here, I wouldn't be scared. Right. It's and interesting. In just a little while, then people realize, OK, it's not that bad. And the sweet spot is the more you help other people and you focus in this direction, you're not worrying in this direction. Actually, great tip on that, actually, because I did uh, three, three speaking events this year that I, I never did that many in one year before. So just, you know, that was a new thing. And clearly, I have a podcast. I've been in sales. I don't have a problem talking to people. <laughs> I, right. My fiance says sometimes I talk too much. So, <laughs> but... You can say it's part of the business. I was honey. like, hey, you better embrace this, okay? This is working. Um, right. But the speaking was exciting this year because... That's exactly what I did. I, I listened to some of my coaches or my influencers, and they said, dude, just remember, man, don't worry about you. Worry about them. Make the message about them. And even if you are telling a story about maybe what you've done, like one of my speeches was involving like my leaving corporate, becoming a wildland firefighter out west, and then coming back again, like just showing people that it's important to embrace scary, dangerous things sometimes because it could change your life. Like talking about stuff like that. So yeah, it was about me, but it was really, I, I changed how I was presenting it and really made sure I was trying to explain to them why, because it was actually called Embracing Change. It was, was the main headline of that speech, was they got yeah. to embrace, it was Embracing Change for Lifestyle Success. That was the name of that, because I'm passionate, obviously with this podcast, about talking about lifestyle. And most people yeah. are paralyzed by either analysis, or, or you know, paralysis by analysis, or fear, or rejection. And that's what we're talking about right now, man is that the sooner you start putting in the reps and getting over that, just like going to the gym, man, you got to start going. <laughs> right. Eventually and, it gets easier. Right. And there's this whole compounding thing that happens, which is you do something and you're like, I kind of figured out a little something and I'll add this to it. I'll add that to it. And I'll add that to it. Yeah. But I'll tell you something that really pains me when it comes to this stuff that you're talking about, which is, uh, so, so I, I last month was in Florida and I delivered this big event, magnetic speaker, and teaching people how to figure out the business of speaking. 
Nice. I know that there are a lot of people who will, and this, you know, hurts me. They will write everything down. They'll nod, they'll listen. They won't do a thing. And some of it is um, fear. Some of it is uh, fear of rejection or that, you know, what if I have to pick up the phone or ask somebody? Some of it is is putting limiting steps in front of us. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I'll do it, but I need a, a good website. And then I have to get an email list and I have to get this other thing. And I have to, you know, get all my marketing materials in a one sheet. It's like, just get out in front of people. Yeah. Um, but it pains me when people don't take, I mean, believe me, I, I've, I've not taken steps too, but obviously I haven't started my own business. Yeah. Created my own lifestyle and, and job. Um, but it pains me when, when I, I see, and I know that only a smaller percentage will actually go do something. And I try everything I can with continuity programs that are just built in and other stuff to really facilitate people taking next steps. But it really is, it's, it's fear. I, I see the same thing. I actually have said the same thing to actually recently, I was talking to a couple of people that were looking to start podcasts, right? I mean, it's, it's, yeah. public, it's public speaking. You're technically putting yourself in front of people. It's a little safer for a lot of people because you're not visual. Whereas today, right, we're recording video for YouTube at the same time. So we're, you know, hey guys, we care about YouTube too. Um, and <laughs> well, because, YouTube. because it's like people need to, embrace people visually, but as well as auditory and obviously, and kinesthetically, right? That's why you go to events. I can't tell you whether it be my nutrition business or my marketing business. Like when you start going to events, all the, all your influencers tell you this, the more you go to events, yes, the more it gets easier. You'll, you'll soak up a lot in one day. Yeah. You'll probably forget half of it. You might've written down notes like you said, um, but the most important thing you could do is start taking some kind of action from whatever yeah. you just did. Cause you invested at that event. And then the next time you go, you'll learn, oh, you know what? Let me do something a little bit differently this time and that time. And like you just hinted earlier, we're building some accumulation and it gets easier and easier and easier. And you're building steam, steam, steam. It's like an old steam powered locomotive. And then eventually you could pull a hundred train cars, right? Because you're all just fired up and you got your full steam ahead. So we, yeah. And we just have to decide or at least keep ourselves accountable. No, when we're not showing up, we're not taking action. When we're like, you know, yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to try that this year. And, you know, and, and sometimes we don't. And just even to ask ourselves, why is this happening? Um, do I want it bad enough? Maybe people don't want it bad enough. Uh, I mean, great I point. knew. Great point. A lot of people uh, don't want it bad enough. Right. I, I mean, I had a job. So I was a TV producer, you mentioned, for 13 years. Yeah. And, um, and it was great and exciting. It was better for younger people. Because once you start to, I got married and start a family, you know, they were like, get back in, there's breaking news and there's this thing. And um, I always wanted to start my own business anyway. And, you know, you just, you, I, I wanted it badly to be, to start my own business, to <coughs> create, you know, the whole lifestyle design thing is important to me. So create something where I had control over, um, you know, what I want to do. If I want to, carve out a period of time where I can be with my family and my kids. Um, you know, I have two kids and, and the 12 year old is still at the age where he wants to play with me. Awesome. I have a so still rewarding. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's the best. Um, and I'm came- loving that you're pausing on this, by the way, because I was actually going to ask you to pause on this lifestyle design piece and you yes. already are. So this is important. I think this is a valuable piece that our listeners, guys, if you're not listening or watching in tune, like tune in on this because he's giving you some powerful nuggets of knowledge. When we get back from the break, <laughs> um, 
That's where I'm going to just put in my own uh, advertising in Scott's podcast. Nice. Like, why is he somehow making even more? Anyway. Smart, um, smart marketing. See? That's what we got to do. So, yeah, no, I, uh, the lifestyle is a big piece. Do, do we want to, you know, I, I'm thinking about, uh, what was that book? Um, uh, the E-Myth Factor. Michael Gerber. E-Myth, E-Myth Revisited. Or actually, E-Myth was the Revisited. original book Was the original book called The E-Myth Factor? I think it was The E-Myth and then it was E-Myth Revisited. It's, I think literally, actually, it's in the library right behind me. <laughs> I, I'm peeking up there because it's somewhere up on, the, on my bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> you have a, a, a shelf for the people who are only listening on audio. He has a little miniature shelf on the wall. That well, that, that's all I can fit there. There's no one in the other room. And then I moved over to Audible in the past, like aggressively the past two, three years. So I'll, I tell people all the time now, like if this is for you too, like, please, yeah. could you please get an Audible done? Because I crush books because I travel so much. I'm crushing books and podcasts on Audible. I don't listen to the FM radio anymore. I am, awesome. I'm sponging up knowledge, man. So it's hard for me to physically sit down and read. You got to do it. <laughs> You know what? I, I sometimes buy the same book in three different formats because it depends what works best because I may be in a period of my life where I'm traveling around a lot and I want that audio. Yeah. And then to say, oh, I, I want to I mark this thing up, but I want to hold it. I've it, done that. If, if, if someone already gave me like a little bit of a tip saying, hey, man, like this is a good book. You're probably going to be running a highlighter through it then yeah, yeah, I'll buy Audible and the physical, and then I'll, I'll do the same thing. Like, I'll buy multiple media, which, hey, for the author, yeah. great for you guys. It's great, right, great <laughs> for the author, but I have some that I've bought in three for- formats, and I told somebody, I was like, apparently I'm over, maybe I'm over buying some, some stuff. Yeah. But anyway, Michael Gerber, people who didn't read that, the e-myth, he talked about, this is called how I kept track of, uh, from the tangent back to where we are. Um, he talked about, in the book, about how this woman... Uh, was great at making, I think it was cupcakes. Yes, and the baker. Said, yes. Yeah, you should have a cupcake business. It was. It wasn't her grandmother's recipe or something like that. She grew up with, and Probably. they tasted amazing. Yeah. And you know, everyone's had those things like, "You should do this. Yeah. You're oh, amazing." Yes. We saw you mowing your lawn one time. You should be mowing lawns professionally. Yeah. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> I probably shouldn't even be mowing my lawn. I haven't been mowing my lawn. But anyway, the uh, so she does it, and she realizes she's got to be up at five there at five a.m. She's got to be home at uh, midnight, and that uh, she's got to have uh, payroll and employees and, yeah, and the flower to, our, to our listeners. He's hinting the reason why it's E Myth Revisited is they're talking about entrepreneurship. The myth of that entrepreneurship is supposedly amazing and easy. Yes, <laughs> right. And, and and it's not for everybody, but you know what? The, there's plenty of things people can do on the side. Um, Robert Kiyosaki, that was one of the early books that I, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, yeah. That's um, in the library and digitally. I got him in multiple <laughs> multiple media forms, too. I actually met him. I told him, um, so he says, start a business on the side. Keep your day job. Start on the side and you'll learn if you're the, good at the it. The side hustle. Very, very common. Side, now it has a name. Yeah. <laughs> now we have a name for it. But I worked in TV where I knew there was something bigger waiting for me. I did something on the side, which was all this, uh, starting a, a training and speaking consulting business. And then on my last day, he, I, had been, I had read his book, but he came and showed up and, uh, for an interview. And I told him that um, uh, because of him, I'm not going to be working here anymore. 
So he got nervous. It was like, did I get some guy fired? I was like, no, no. <laughs> That's great. It was awesome. And I, now I'm doing my own thing. And he was like, awesome. So it was very cool. That's pretty cool. You actually got to meet him. Uh, by real yeah. quick, quick side note on, I don't know how, my microphone is usually pretty good, but I'm hoping you can actually hear my coonhound in the other room because every once in a while you might hear a very hinting bark. Uh, because he likes to bark during my podcasts. And... I was going to claim that it was my 12-year-old. Oh, there we go. So, wait, you're, you're... <laughs> does he get bored and bark like a dog? <laughs> yeah, only during other people's podcasts. Anyway. Doing I, daddy stuff. I, I love to be transparent because, again, we're talking about lifestyle design. Like, I have a friend of mine. He's He's got a very nice offices five minutes from my house, and he's like, hey, he's like, I'll give you your own office, man, if you ever need the professional space. I'm like, no. Like, this is what I'm trying to show that – we can do these things in the comfort of our own home. I mean, you're at your house, I'm at my house, and we're building new content and new education that will be out all over online. Like, that's right. Why do we need and, an office? For people who are watching the visual or people who aren't, I'll explain it. Um, my home office, I have a home office. I have um, space that I actually rent in New York City because I do trainings there, but I only go in when I'm meeting people. Makes sense. Uh, training or, uh, you know, or to have meeting, but I don't want to be there. I want to be at home base. So I have a setup. I have a, I like to call this a genuine fake backdrop of New York city. Okay. By the way, I was going to say something about that. I love it because I used to go to the city in the late nineties and a buddy of mine had not something exactly like that, but similar. Like he did the whole fake window thing. Like he yes. got a view of the city. I love that. And yeah, so, so I have that. I'm not afraid to be authentic and tell people that that's not real. Yeah. Um, and they're like, cause they're like, oh, the whole setup looks really good. And then they, then I tell them, my wife hates that. She always says, stop telling everybody. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I have a, a camera with a teleprompter behind me and articles that I've been in and things like that. Um, but you can create for everyone who's, who's uh, listening or tuning in. I mean, you can not only create a space that feels great to work in, mm -hmm. And of course, people are more accepting of you working from home. Um, but you can also, if you're going to do on camera stuff or podcasts, or um, I always say be the media, if you're going to do it, which you really should if you're uh, running your own business, then you can just put up, you know, some backdrops and try to make it interesting looking. Well, and like before we started the show off today, I, I was joking around about how I bought my first ever full-blown green screen kit for filming for a client. And we did a bunch of video shoots before the holidays. And I have an editor working on them now to remove the green and put something into place. But to be fair, I could literally do that here. I could put a green screen behind me. And Zoom oh. does have the webinar functionality that I can enable green screen. And I can have whatever the hell I want behind me. But And I thought about doing that for the home studio. But I was like, no, nah, right. I, I kind of like the honesty and the transparency like you've done. And right. actually, I'm actually currently looking... I have a couple of really, I'm a huge ski nut, mountain biker, outdoors guy. And I'm looking at getting one of my higher end quality photos done where they now you can get these like three big canvas prints. Yes. And I thought about getting that across that back wall there and just moving that stuff somewhere else, you know, or in and around here. Because to your point, right, when you could turn around and it's like, you don't need to be in the city to be in the city, right? So I want to be yes. able to you know, be in the mountains without being in the mountains, so to speak. So that's part of my fire. And that stuff behind you. If I shot in this, the other direction and I would have turned it, but uh, Scott knows I broke one of my TV <laughs> lights right before we went on. More honesty uh, and transparency. Love it. <laughs> I went to plug it in and then I pulled the whole thing and it fell. Um, it's just a bunch of light bulbs. It'll be, uh, life will go on. But in that direction, 
is where my desk is. So sometimes I shoot where I'm sitting with the desk behind me. Oh, nice. See pictures of family and uh, and other st- and little video cameras. So it's you know something that I stand for. Or, you know that it's part of my life. That's all. Awesome. So see again, yeah, it's it's, it's what you want to give off, right? Exactly. Exactly. And so I'm a bigger fan. I mean, actually, in the other direction, I have a big uh, curtain that's not pulled all the way right now, but it's another backdrop of New York City. I don't really even use it anymore because I think people want to look behind and see what's behind you. I love the idea of those canvas photos. And as time goes on, they're so inexpensive. You could keep changing them or kind of moving them around. Oh, I had a friend of mine. She's uh her book is now becoming like an Amazon bestseller in a certain category of cookbooks because she created uh, we're big passion about like sugar-free grain-free living. And she, she launched a book last year and I've had her on twice and we were joking around the other night, you know, recording an episode that I aired for her right before Christmas. And, uh, She's like, oh, I'm stealing all your ideas off your dry erase board. I'm like, well, I don't know if they're really ideas. I was like, this thing gets wiped and reset every single week. This is my mind dump exercise. I dump everything. And then if it's not done by the end of the week, I, I move it into a different tracking system. I use Trello for project management. And anyway, then, and then the, funny thing, the funny thing was, if I didn't have that there and I didn't say that and she didn't ask about it, then we end up getting into a whole conversation about Trello. And now she and I are going to be ske- uh, scheduling a training to help me show her how I use Trello to improve my business and my clients' businesses. So it's like, okay, if I had a green screen, that that conversation probably never would have came up. <laughs> never would have happened. And while it's fun to have the toys, and I'm sure you're going to use your green screen and make some sort of videos with it and feel like oh, yeah. like you got it for, for some sort of reason um, or use it with clients, um, you're gonna. it'll always be the combination of the two and, and the real-world stuff. I love that. And I love hearing about – I'm glad you brought up Trello, how yeah, you use your whiteboard because – I'm always interested in hearing how pe- other people's systems uh, are, what, pe- what people use for their systems. Um, and yeah, I've, I've used Trello. One time I used it as my CRM. Yep. Uh, and then and I've changed over time. And uh, for, yeah. So a big strategy is to use the CRM for people who need my, to. My big client, she's a sales and marketing representation firm for manufacturers. So yeah, she's hardcore, heavily invested into Salesforce. Salesforce is one of the biggest CRMs out there. Yeah, and um, so now we're doing a lot more visual stuff. We're building out social media, her brand, her website, stuff like that. And I told him, like, listen, I love your Salesforce system for like sales and stuff like that. But going forward, any marketing projects, I'm building you your own board in my Trello system. And here's the app. And here you can get access to it. And she's like, yes, but everything needs to happen in Salesforce. I'm like, yes. In your normal sales and marketing world, yes, I completely agree with you. But right. when you're dealing with design and, and I'm, I could just easily show you visually where you're at in the timeline that I've built for you visually, I can't do that in Salesforce. I don't like that. And I needed to do it. This is my way. <laughs> so Right. So we got multiple CRMs going on, depending on what we're talking about. So. And right at a certain point, that we have to re- always reevaluate. Yeah, I mean, they, let's be real. So you're hard. you're getting a kick out of this, but you, nowadays you got Slack and Trello and all these, and they all integrate and can sync together. And at one time, I tried integrating Slack, and I'm like, not too many things. I just want one thing. I just want one. <laughs> well, that sounds like uh, an ad for Infusionsoft. Oh, they there you go. Things together. Um, you got to pay for it, but it's a high end tool. To. And it's come down in price, but I already have 15 other things. So, <laughs> Wait, so it, you're saying that if you just close down the 15 other things, the money generated back from that could 
maybe pay for Infusionsoft. <laughs> no, it'll slow me down for a year because I'll <laughs> everything will be halfway, and then I'll you know. Uh, but I, I partner with people who uh, use Infusionsoft, and we use it together for certain projects. And then we have the person on it who's the Infusionsoft genius yep. who can sit all over it. But I I have um, just if we're talking if we're in the section now we're talking about systems and things we use hey it's uh, a part of lifestyle design so it is because you gotta you gotta systematize people yeah you gotta you gotta do that so um uh click funnels love ah. click funnels. yes so you can easily build web pages you can build online training oh, hold on a second Obviously. wait a minute yes i'm gonna use some of my technology here to share a site that you're using hey, click funnels yeah. on <laughs> this is click funnels right Yes, that's right. Yeah. So again, listeners, you're okay, absolutely right. He's got a site set up, and I'm sharing it right now in the video to help you guys understand that he's got a great book out there, and he wants you to get it, and he's got some extra bonuses and trainings and everything else. But then when you go through this, you'll eventually end up on you know Amazon to get the book too. And obviously, you know, here's Media Secrets, a media training crash course. There's his book available on Kindle and in paperback, and maybe one day Audible. I don't know. So. I have to sit down and record it. Um, and you got the nice I, microphone. I have the nice microphone now. Yours so, is shinier than mine. You know, it was actually an Amazon uh, special a week ago. And I looked at with my wife. I was like, I've never seen it for that price. I have to get it. And I have other microphones that are totally fine. I would but, hope so. I mean, you're a no. former producer. You got connections and all that stuff, right? I mean... I don't know about connections for paying less, but um, connections with people like you who are like, oh, I really like this this piece of equipment. So I have lots of equipment, but why not buy more? But back to ClickFunnels. Yes, ClickFunnels. So great. So I, you could take a video like you see on the page there yep. and buttons saying, hey, do this or do this. Mm -hmm. um, there's a countdown on that particular one. But I've used it where um, I have a client where I do coaching for a big uh, uh, franchise and I teach them about media marketing and I do a broadcast to them. I always call it a broadcast. Um, I, I prefer zoom, but I think we use, um, go to webinar or something like that because they, they're all used there's, to it. There's so many now. I mean, our boy, Henry, he was using blue jeans. I didn't even know that was an app. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm on blue right. jeans. <laughs> Henry Kaminsky. The shout brand out, Henry. The shout out. That's right. Yeah, I saw you guys together on something else today, and I said, hey, look, it's Worlds Colliding. That was us recording for his podcast that'll be airing in the next like couple of days. Uh, so we recorded live, and he did the whole live Facebook stream at the same time. So yes. uh, I'm still not doing that. That freaks some people out once in a while. So right now, like tonight, look, we're recording this, and then you'll air in a couple of weeks, and it'll get blasted out everywhere. So You know, there's uh, an exhilaration in live. In fact, everybody, we're totally live right now. <laughs> Um, Embrace your fears. That's right. Um, you know, tell us, hey, Bob, welcome, Bob. Hey, Tammy, good to see you. Yeah. I'm just pretending that's Everybody's what Everybody's like staring at the bottom of the screen trying to read the comments. Like, right. oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, hi, Jessica. Yeah. So it makes Jessica, for a great Jessica, we're going to go to lunch next week. Let's talk <laughs> about it here while, while everybody else's time is valuable. But but and Jessica's gonna need to learn about ClickFunnels though. So let's be real. I mean, this is this is how fun these podcasts go. We get off on some crazy tangents, but a lot of people are like, what the hell is a ClickFunnel, um, so, and why right. should I care? 
So think of it this way for everybody who doesn't know. And they're like, what is, what, what is this thing? So basically, you know, a sales funnel is you start somewhere at the top and then a little bit less people move to the next step and a little bit less the next step. And eventually at the bottom are the people who make a buying decision. That's the idea of a funnel. You're giving them a, you're also really guiding them through where they should be going to, because maybe they're a yes or a no. Well, that no will take them to a different part of your process. Absolutely. And, and normally when we build any kind of set of web pages, um, we, we may not think that way. We may just say, this is what it is. And here's an about us page and a contact. And I guess I'm done. And unless we're building a sales page, we're like, this is salesy. We have to do it in a special way. But really, we're always guiding people, like you just said, through some sort of a process. So it's designed to tell us, this is where you're starting here's the next place you can go. And then if you like that, then go over here. And it just makes it super easy to get web pages up and uh, has some other cool, real, you know, real cool tools. Uh, I built uh, learning products in there. So now I've built enough stuff in there that I can never turn it off. So. <laughs> and, and let's be real. I mean, yours is very clean, by the way. I did click on everything before the show today just to play around with it because I always oh. like to I, – I don't have ClickFunnels in, embedded in any of my sites yet, but I'm aware of yeah. it. I know of it. I study it. I'm a marketing guy. I've got, I got to understand all the different domains. And yeah. um, it's interesting because – I have a good, I have a good friend of mine. He's a huge podcaster, and like he he literally guest stars on Adam Carolla's show, and his is nice. viral right now. So uh, give, give him a shout out. Yeah, well, yeah, shout out to VinnyTortorich.com. But Vinny, I just aired Vinny actually again on the show on Monday, so he's I think coming back from Europe right now. Um, yes. but he now has a, like a vitamin company and a coffee company, and he's a huge health and fitness that he's a trainer to the stars out in L.A. And uh, but he's old school, so he's like, dude. I hate funnels. <laughs> so, I mean, all of his sites, all of his brands, you're not going to find any funneling on it. So how do you, how do you address that? Do you feel like does click funnels tell you, Hey man, there's a certain percentage of people that just aren't going to like that on your site. I mean, do they talk about that at all? Like, you're you possibly turning people off instantaneously. Is that a thing? I don't know. I, I don't push stuff on people. So I'm probably not using it to its fullest meaning that I'm, paying for lots and lots of traffic. Like the, the way it's sold is the, the uh, Russell Brunson who created yeah. it says uh, he once sold vitamins. So you're getting all that you're paying for traffic and you're pushing them to the top of the funnel. And then people who are, you know, are targeted the right way, a certain percentage like this. And what, and if you give them three bottles instead of one, it's just not my kind of business. So right. um, for me, I put out, I try to put out great content and I try to help people. Um, one of my things is give to give, which is instead of give and you shall receive, which is a very nice thing. It's from some book. I think it's been around a long time. That that slogan's been out there for a while. I can't. Think it of has. Yeah. That that Bible thing was an Amazon. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, instead of give to give, which is I mean, give and you shall receive, which is great. Give to give is give to people. Give them stuff. I'm not always forcing them into. Some Expect sort of nothing in return. That's it. Yeah. And um, and I plant lots and lots of seeds all around. And the good news is lots of great stuff still does happen. And uh, But I've let go of it. I'm not worried about it. Obviously, sometimes I'm doing something expecting a certain result. Well, especially if you're going to launch. Like, when did you launch that book? Uh, so it was last year yeah. for that book. 
And uh, although, I mean, we just, well, I'm trying not to date this to say exactly when, but you get the idea. Yeah, but, but the point like, is, like, especially when you're in a big launch period or you're doing a relaunch, there's the relaunches happen all the time. Like, you're going to yes. have a spike of effort and push. So, so and uh, and I have an amazing uh, book guy who does stuff with me, who I think you know, uh, Trevor Crane, you know uh, him? I know the name. Yes. And um, so we did a, um, we had a Kindle launch. No, we had a, a pre launch. So we we did all this stuff in pre-launch and pre-sold and all this stuff. Then we had a Kindle launch and all this excitement and stuff. Then we had a physical launch. Mm. And then even though we're a little over a year later, we're going to do a podcast launch. We're going to do a, um, uh, at some point, we're going to do a free launch, which is just a free plus shipping campaign at some point. I just have to. So basically, you're just just rewrapping it in a different package. Uh, yeah, because everybody's drawn to different styles of packaging, so and it's just and it's it's other moments to other ways to excite people. Yeah, you know, some people are like, oh, this is exciting. Look at the timing. Oh, now I need this thing. Um, you know, it's all or back 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 to what you were saying where you're asking about click funnels. Um, you know, for you said you have that other friend who who says, I don't use funnels. He's anti-funnel, yeah. (laughs) I think it's just about, you know, come up with systems that work. You know, people have to um, get to know me. I definitely could be better with, um, that's one of my new uh, things this year, which is to put people in some sort of consistent uh, email list. There are people who know me on social media, people know me from books, people know me from live events, um, but just- That is huge, that's huge. You have to, because like Facebook could, crash and burn tomorrow doubtful but um but their algorithm changes and twitter changes and instagram yeah. changes like always i always tell everybody when branding 101 you gotta have a site because that's your site and you gotta control your email list because yeah. if you can get everybody in one place then they can still follow you in all the other channels but then once yeah. they're on your email list now you have full control now, this is coming from a guy who has 40,000 people on on various email lists, um, but I just plan to talk to them more this year. Nice. That's, that's my plan. That's actually continue. my goal, too. I'm, I'm with you, brother. Okay? Don't feel alone. Okay? There are people I, there. They're I have very people. Nice people. I got people. <laughs> they're very nice people because when they pop up, they say nice things. I should be nice back and just talk. And I'm just saying I'm being uh, real in this, which is there are a lot of things I, I do well. And um, I don't know if it came up earlier, but, uh, oh, it did come up earlier, but I set a Guinness record yeah, for man. the interview the most times. And you're you're adding to that. That interview, that was from uh, a few years back and it was- But that was in a 24 hour period, right? Yes. So in 24 hours, it was 112 different radio stations, had to be five minutes longer, longer. Um, Wow. At this point, I've done pretty much every major TV network in the U.S. and a bunch of international, uh, somewhere between 50 and 100 newspapers. That's the New York Times back there. And with that, I'm still going to be authentic and say, I'm not perfect at everything. Mm-hmm. I need to be, yes, there's talking plenty to the media. And and the last two years, I really spent more time with people like you, people who have podcasts that I think are really interesting and are helping people and have a similar message. I'm just not, you know, I'm not we all have limited time well like like you said the whole give to give thing right it's like yeah okay yeah am i a multi-millionaire right now no i mean and and i guess you can care about that if if money is your primary thing 
But I, I, I've had many mentors over the years teach me like, listen, Scott, like if you're doing things right by people and you're putting other people first and yet, and you're also taking yourself seriously and you're billing yourself out at the right you know, rate too. That's always a good lesson. Ladies and gentlemen, bill yourself out at the right rate. Um, <laughs> then the money will come. So don't chase the money. If you, when you start chasing the money is when yeah. people start making mistakes. And that's something that Henry and I were really geeking out about, man. It's like he, he had a great story on that too. Uh, I, I can't wait to tune in and hear the interview that you guys did together. Um, yeah. I, and, you know, I think about that sometimes. I mean, I think a lot of us were told when we were growing up, you know, do what you love and the money will come. Um, and it's partly true. But there are, you know, there are 25 other pieces to that. Oh, yeah, you, know, you, you still got to hustle and get your job done. <laughs> you got to hustle, you got to get your job done. You got to show up. You got to learn stuff. You got to fail. Um, you got to do all these things. So it's, you know, back to the woman who made cupcakes, who was like, I don't want to work for 20 hours a day and be mopping the floor. I wanted to make cupcakes for people. Yeah. Um, it, these are all questions to ask. And, and also to ask when we create a business, you know, we're bringing it full circle with lifestyle design, which is, um, what lifestyle am I really creating? I mean, I've had uh, iterations of the business that I'm running now where I was just working and running all over the place. And my wife said, is this really what you <laughs> what you were hoping to do and create? And I was like, not this part, not, you know, killing myself. Um, and then there are some moments where I am killing myself, like uh, when we were launching that book and it was, you know, the the couple of months leading up to it. It was terribly exciting. It was exhilarating. I was like staying up all night and getting promotions and videos and uh, continuity videos. Every chapter has a video and all this stuff. Um, That's a lot of work. (laughs) It was a lot of work. And I did again on the speaking side with this magnetic speaker. And um, just there was a lot. We created a a 10 hour online video course and, it, you know, I have to, I always say to people, somebody uh, offered, they said, do you want to be part of this project? And I said, it sounds like a lot of fun. This is a day ago. I said, but anytime, you know, the, one of the lessons of time management is anytime you add something in, you have to subtract something else. There's only so much time in the day. Yeah. I said, and I said, I know sometimes we decide we subtract sleep or time with our families, you know, your fiance, you're going to decide one day. Um, do I want to see her face later or should I be running in this other direction? You know, thankfully the, my wife has sometimes some, somebody said, do you mind that Jess is, um, flying to other cities and doing some of these other things? So, um, it's really not because I have a home office. It's really not very disruptive, Sure. Um, but, but she actually says to people, no, I love it. They're like, really? You love it. Do you, do you hate his company? She goes, no, it's, usually attached to, you know, revenue. <laughs> it's uh, it's funny. We've casually joked around about that too. And I was like, when I'm gone on business trips, like my one client, I'll be gone for sometimes two, three days out of the week. And, and I was like, so are you cool with that? And she's like, oh yeah. She said, <laughs> she's like, I get the place to myself. I mean, <laughs> um, but I think it's also important that you, you have to miss each other, I think. Right. 
Yes. I mean, you're already married. I'm new to this. I'm not, I am, I am, I'm, I'm okay. I, I just turned 40 in September and we just got uh, engaged in August. And this is my first Congrats. serious relationship in my life. I was the bachelor forever. So, you are, uh, well, <laughs> and this is good. This is the personal section, everybody. Oh yeah. There we go. Uh, this is the personal section. So I'm 46. Okay. I married my high school sweetheart. Oh, you are old school. Wow. Old school. Old school. We uh, have been together 27 years, um, married for 18, happy for three. That's <laughs> she, she likes it when I say that because it's a you got to have a punchline. But um, no, we're very happy, and uh, we have two kids. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, you figure stuff out along the way, and there are sometimes when things totally made sense and worked. I, I mean, I'm talking about like. Uh, you know, the business stuff and how we're going to do it. Um, before I had a whole setup like I do, which is um, you want one room in the house and I have little on air lights that flash and people and the kids just, you know, know that, okay, I'm supposed to be doing something, but I have a 17 year old who um, even right before we started um, turned up, you know, whatever hip hop. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I just told you. And he's like, he's like, but it's not during business hours. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> Because I, it's lifestyle design is what I do, and he's like, "What?" I didn't say he's that. Like, just uh, give me an hour, man. Just give me an hour, bro. <laughs> give I me mean... a little time. <laughs> he's like, "I don't know." But actually, one of his friends said, um, "They he comes back. He's in high school, and he comes back at lunchtime." So he and his friend came in, and I have um, a very cool like wraparound desk. I have all these screens going, yeah. music playing through um, speakers. I have my legs up, and I was still wearing like these, um, uh, I don't know what you call them, but they were basically the, not sweatpants, but they were pajama type things, whatever. Oh, okay. All right. You know, they're like, like I, I got, I got Lululemon pants. They technically are like <laughs> fancy. They're like men's fancy sweatpants, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with fancy sweatpants. That's, come on. That's You're classy. You got, you, you got the pocket square. You're fancy. Come on. They were fancy. <laughs> right. They were, they were not with the rips in them that, that have been there since the day that right No, they were some, something cool. Anyway. So the other kid says, uh, damn, you know, this is what your, your, uh, uh, I, I want to do what your dad does for a living. <laughs> he hangs out and he's still in his pajamas. And I was like, and I had just been on like an awesome sales call and I was talking to somebody. I was like, if I come to your company, Oh man, here's the possibilities of what we can do. And they were like, this is awesome. Yeah. So, um, you just got done finishing a huge rah, rah pitch in your, fa yeah, in like, your fancy yeah. pajamas. <laughs> right. And I, and then I was right. It's like one in the afternoon. I'm like, maybe I should change. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's some people who say by lifestyle design that, Hey, you should still like dress up in the morning. Even if you are working from home, I will agree to that to a certain extent. I think it comes down to who you are and where you're at in that time, in that timeline. Like when I first started working from home uh, for companies years ago and, and dabbling in that, I sucked at yeah. it. I told, I think I told Henry this, like I sucked at it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go do a little laundry. Oh, I'm going to go make a smoothie. And and I was like, oh, as long as I got the headphones in, I'm good, right? You know, <laughs> I was not productive at all. So I needed to go and back to the office it, a lot. And some of it, like you said, I've done that too along the way where I said, I got to dress like I'm going to work and uh, make sure that I have a routine and I'm, you know, starting at this exact time and all this stuff. And I don't know, I think over time I, I got good at creating enough routines that, you know, not dressing up that day is no big deal. Um, the flip side of that is 
because I've, I've been doing the last couple of years much more on-camera stuff from the home studio, as I call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have these clients where I do video broadcasts and this coaching group coaching sessions and all that. Um, I will sometimes start the day. On uh, one day, I'm dressed up and I'm all suited up. And my wife's like, whoa. And the next day, you know, my hair is still sticking up on one side. And she's like, bad day to quit sniffing glue, which is a line from Airplane. Um, Classic. I'm like, what? She's <laughs> like, Our millennial audience will have no clue what you're talking about. I know. I, it's pretty bad. I'm going to, ha- you know what? I think this might be the last day I can use that. I got to retire it. Really? Yeah, because the millennials are becoming the decision makers that's true. at companies. That's true. So, you know, I can't be like the guy that's that's like, uh, you know, that, that yeah, like that Bee Gees song. <laughs> yeah, I can't. We should at I, least keep it Glenn in. Glenn Campbell really said that first. We should at least really hardcore keep it in our generation or younger. I mean. Yeah. Yes. You're not in the, uh, there is a lot of millennial CEOs nowadays, uh, thanks to some powerful startup companies. I, I'm, I'm going to never stop, yeah. like Justin Bieber. Oh my God. I can't believe you went there. Uh, <laughs> I actually, while, while, we're, while we're busting on each other, I love the, uh, your success in media site because I actually clicked on your services section. By the way, don't just wing it, leverage it. Nice tagline. Just want to give you some props there. So. Uh, who came up with that one? Was that you or was that? Thank you very much. Was that your marketing guy? Um, uh, somebody, and it's funny, our, uh, uh, branding guy, Henry Kaminsky, who we just, uh, Ah. shouted out a few times. He's totally redoing all of it. And that was off of stuff that I've said and videos. I have hundreds of videos on YouTube on that are instructional. So you're just saying it and you didn't realize you had a slogan there. Well, yeah, the person who had put this together for me, said, ah, I'm working from some stuff and I have a tagline for you. So I figured, all right, let's see what this tagline is. So I left it there and, um, you know, we'll see if it stays for the, you know, for the next thing. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you scroll up to that video, just for people just to see my face, um, you, everybody, you're seeing a different view. That's a different view. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that, this is the only is this one? thing that I've ever done, I think, with, with um, facial hair which is only going to last, I think, another week anyway. But oh, uh, It's 20 degrees. I mean, so it's cold enough to justify it. Well, so. now that you've said that, I didn't want to date this. Uh-huh. Um, so actually, you know what? If it if this is summertime, then it's 20 degrees Celsius, everybody. There we go. There we go. And to be yeah. fair, I, I, I rock a nice stylish scruff and, and beard year-round. It's like I'll shave, and then like once it hits like Thursday, Friday, I'll just stop and let it go all weekend. And then, yeah, you know, clean slate Sunday night, and then you're good for the week. You know, I, that's how I've been rolling lately anyway. That's been my new little lifestyle design piece on that. So I let it go until it upsets everybody in my house. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, right. before I met my fiance, um, when I took that two-year stint adventure doing Wild and Fire, I grew out a big mountain man beard because like, you're- yeah. You're hiking in the woods, dude, wielding chainsaws, fighting wildfires. And I don't have to wear, I don't have to shave. And sometimes you're gone for weeks on end. I'm like, I'm not going to shave. So I showed her photos of that. And she's just like, no, (laughs) you are not allowed to bring that back. (laughs) That is a terrible look. That and that old chair that you had before you guys got engaged, get rid of both of them. Well, to be fair, hold on. I never had an ugly chair. I have some style. Um, (laughs) I had a lazy boy chair. My wife said, please. And it was just... It, it had some like beer stain. This is like in college. Okay. She was like, listen, 
I love you. I don't love this chair. Please tell me when we move in together that that chair is not coming. And it came anyway. Because you had, had the a, classic man chair. Okay. I had a man chair. And then and for a little while I was there, she was just kind of like, ugh. And, uh, and then we, you know, we upgraded oh, not too, not too long after. I got we, something for you in case you didn't see everything on the site. That's me on the left. Chair. Hashtag man chair, everybody. Yeah. Hashtag man chair. Leave hashtag man beard. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, a, that's <laughs> hashtag man, man beard. Hashtag man chair. Uh, oh, yeah, that was me on the left. Uh, the big, the bigger guy. So, uh, yeah, that was, I was all bearded out and mountain manish and that was taken in 2010. So that's only uh, eight years ago now. So. so while we look at that, Scott, just to, um, uh, bring in and I, and it's semi dated, but there's always fires out West. Yes. Um, this, what is a, goes this is a bad year. Yeah. It's, there's always, it's a, it's a, it's a cycle that happens. Um, what goes through your head when you see in the news, we're in the news right now, all these fire, these fires that are catching, you experienced, you know, all this stuff from a different perspective. Uh, I think of my brothers that still do this uh, because it's funny. People are like, why did you go do that? And uh, by the way, there's a, uh, I mean, I'm tired of people telling me there needs to be a book in the works. So if that's a new project that needs to start this year. So yes, yeah. I'm putting it out there now to the audience that there will, I, I have to man up and figure out how to write a book. Uh, but, we're we're going to, in the next five minutes, we're going to, I'm going to give you a system for that. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, yeah. so to answer your question, uh, I have, I have guys I fought with that still do it. Like these guys are career guys. Like I only did it for two years and I got to serve on one of the elite, um, they're called hotshots, the elite hotshot crews. You're either a smoke jumper or you're a hotshot at the upper level. And I can thank my business world experience of being a, a good at interviewer, good salesman, and also just being a, a fitness nut because yeah. I was considered the old guy because um, I did it in my th early 30s. And yeah. most people are like, you know, military style. You're doing it like 17 to 24, wow. 25. So. Um, actually I will tell you the most important thing that really impacts me this year, uh, is there was a lot of major fires in California. The wine country got its butt kicked, um, areas all along LA. Like you just see stuff all over Facebook live mountainsides on fire. And I tell people like fire is natural. The only thing that makes it extreme and crazy is when people decide to build their house remote and they push it into the urban landscape, out of the urban landscape and into the wildland landscape. As you're basically increasing your potential of risk the further you you dig deeper into the wildlands. So when I was in the fire academy, they actually taught us about, it was a whole new program they had to launch called WUI, which is an acronym, W-U-I, which is Wildland Urban Interface. We had, yeah. to, we had to start learning how to fight wildfires alongside of city firefighters because we don't deal with the buildings. You know, we, we dealt with the wildlands. So it was just crazy. I just, it just makes me think back to what I learned. But then 2013, it was all, I don't know if you follow this cause, uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's gotta be a niche thing, but an entire hotshot crew was burned over in Prescott, Arizona, and they were known as the Granite Mountain hotshots. And, um, I served alongside of them. I knew 17 of their faces, uh, 19 died. One was left alive cause he was in a lookout position. So to answer your question and not bring the show down, but just to show that it's like, dude, I, that's what I think of now because that could have been me. And I think about right. the men and the women that are still serving and hoping that they stay on top of it. And unfortunately there has been loss of life this year. It's inevitable. It's not, it's, it's literally listed as one of the most dangerous jobs on the planet. I found out after I did it, <laughs> right. um, my, one of my good friends was happy to rub that in. he's like, thank God you stopped. I'm like, why? He's like, did you know that 
serving as a hotshot is one of the most like literally he's like I looked it up you're like you're like the top three most dangerous jobs in the world and I was like I didn't know that I was like <laughs> but thank you for uh, letting me know <laughs> right well I think we, we we're all grateful you know just like other people who serve um, for the folks who do that so that they can keep others safe it was a great experience because gratitude. I, I appreciate that. And I thank people. I'm like, listen, I only, I only did it for two years, but it's a life changing experience. And it helps you reflect on like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Right? Like right. if, if I'm not happy in a cubicle in the corporate world, change it. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to quit your job tomorrow, <laughs> yes. but like you, I'm, we're bringing this full circle right now here, man, bring a fuel back to the fire. Uh, you hinted at it. You gave the tip. You said, wait a minute. I know I know a crap load more about something and I can give back. I can help people become better speakers, better trainers, better in just understanding the media world because you spent a long time there. So what if, there's the what if, what if I started a side hustle and then I can start helping people and maybe it doesn't work out or people start giving you rave reviews, you're making more money, and all of a sudden you start replacing the primary income and it's like, oh, wait a minute, I accidentally stumbled across something here. Not to sum up your entire you know, career-changing story, but that's what I got out right. of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I mean the, the, that's pretty much it, except that I knew there wasn't a future for me in television. Uh, a bunch of things have come back and come full circle, which is, um, I've, as a total separate thing, I've gotten hosting gigs um, that I've done and, and I do more on, cam I do a lot of on-camera stuff and I did a lot, I did on-camera stuff early on in my TV career, even though I was behind the scenes. Um, and I love that stuff. But look at where we live now in the 2000s, I'm trying not to date this, that we can have all this great equipment that we talked about. Someone's dinging us, I think it's on my side. That's on your side. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> I'll be there in a minute, Facebook or vibrate or whatever selling us. Anyway, so um, we're, we have all this amazing equipment where we can take our message. Look, you and I have had this whole time the chat. We can share with people. We can learn and talk about uh, what drives us and how we can help people. And we didn't have to have uh, commercial breaks. That There's after, no script. There was no script? Yeah. Actually, I've been reading this the whole time. This, I'm not even Jess. This is just, I'm an actor who's hired to. You are no, a true I, professional, sir. Wow. I'm that's how professional. <laughs> now I'll pull off my mask. No, I mean, when I worked in TV, it was like, after three minutes, we're like, oh, this was interesting, but we're out of time. We would love to know if North Korea is really a problem. But next up, a dog found a home. Yeah. It's like, what? Um, so... It's, so that, that literally started frustrating you? What's that? Did that start frustrating you? Like, yeah. Because you had been in it yeah. for that long? Thank it, you no, for being honest about that because this is why I don't have cable. I, yes. When I, left, I got the cord too. It's gone. In 2009, when I decided to start giving everything away, I was finishing my degree as an adult student, and then I decided <laughs> I was going to go take this risk and do the fire thing to see if that was what I was meant to do, right? I didn't know. Um I, I gave away everything, man. I had a 2,000 square foot townhouse at the time and I had a, a used Audi and I'm like, all right, I bought a $3,000 Subaru, like took all my athletic gear, my biking, my ski gear. I'm like, all right, that's what I'm allowed to keep. I literally crammed my life into seven duffel bags, a road, a road bike, a mountain bike, and my pair of skis and it fit in that car. And that's what I went West with. So, and I've never owned yes. a cable subscription since because- I, no offense to the industry. I know that some people love it and they depend on it and you came from there, but I'm like, 
oh my God, like you guys are just pushing negativity most of the time for ratings. I want positive stuff. I want constructive stuff. I don't know. It, it's all changing. You know, you talked about how you're consuming books and podcasts, yeah. you're creating your, your own stuff. That's where everything is. I mean, everything has changed where my kids spend more time on YouTube than anything else. YouTube Maybe University. The Xbox and playing video games. But um, with, instead of TV, it's YouTube and it's various devices, not necessarily the TV. TV is maybe we're going to all sit down and watch a movie if we all got together at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, yeah, we got rid of it. The media landscape is all different. I, I'm going to be delivering a, a speech in a few months on uh, uh, new comma media marketing strategies. And the idea is, you know, people say, I mean, I have a whole program on, on how to get publicity, but I, I say to a lot of people, depending on their situation, maybe you just want to be the media. Maybe you want to start your own show. Go build your own community and find your own audience. It's um, we we don't it, everything's different, and and the disruption is already here. I mean, the fact that I was so much a part of that world, and I don't miss my cable subscription at all. Um, we weren't watching it. We have Amazon, Netflix, and Hulu. Um, uh- I do have all that. She she made that a requirement. <laughs> yes. And you, so, maybe you live with somebody else who says, gee, I like this one thing. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my wife said, gee, uh, she said the only thing in the beginning was when the kids were getting off to school, she used to like to have headline news playing. And But, now, and then- but nowadays, like we just ordered, uh, her TV was like eight years old and I don't, I didn't even own one. So uh, she literally just ordered oh. a brand new, nice, smart TV flat screen yesterday. So we, that'll be coming in a couple of days and she wanted something bigger and, and it's, I'll be thinner and lighter, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but like, to be fair, you can airplay off of an iPad uh, live news now because they, all the news networks stream digital media, the weather updates, all of it. So- Right, or Facebook Live, or um, their live feeds on YouTube. Uh, almost anything that you think of, obviously, for people who are real big sports fans. Um, good point, good point. Description. Um, I guess the two of us are okay with, uh, with you know, I also have an, uh, one of those digital antennas. So if it's the Super Bowl or playoffs or some sort of a thing, Oh, I can tune in if I want. Or the, is that the uh, thing that picks up on the like the free HGTV <laughs> feeds or whatever they call it? Or, or yeah. yeah. So, so for you, you got to figure out how far you are from, um, you know, wherever they transmit in your state. But um, and then make sure it's the right amount of miles. But then you're able, then you get all this all the regular channels, and we only tune turn tune it in once in a while. And the rest is exactly what you just said. If I most of it is going to be on demand or streamed. So even with clients who say I'm going to be on CNBC, either there's a, a live feed coming in that now I can record it on my computer, or it's instantly on the you know on the other feed. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it hasn't been a problem at all. It's been great. <laughs> More time for us to be in our lives and you know read books or help other people. Well, it's like for example, like like I said, uh, Henry and I did a live recording for his show. Uh, but for this one, I'm not doing live. I'm like, ah, you know what? I just don't want to be on live right now. I do Facebook live videos separately all the time. So I don't need to be live all the time. It was live. (laughs) Rebecca in, in Albuquerque, Fred, good to see you. Sorry. I I wanted to. No, I I think that's powerful to share that because 
again, this is a great topic you're bringing up right now. It goes back full circle to what you brought up earlier, which was people need to be getting out there more. Like if you're, if you are trying to eventually get more comfortable being in front of people, job interviews, dating, whatever, maybe you do a Facebook live, like freak yourself out. I don't know. You could always delete it. Okay. True. And you know what? Some people are better in text. All right. You can build a, a whole tribe just by having an amazing blog. I am better at talking incessantly. That's, I'm with you. I'm with you. Which brings us to how you're going to get that book done. And people who are tuning in, take notice because you could do the same thing. Oh, here's your takeaway lessons of today's episode. Here's the lesson. Here's a, a, a lot. Hopefully there are lots of good uh, takeaways, but oh, we have one. plenty. We have plenty. So Scott, all you need to do is figure out uh, who the book is for, you know, who might actually want it and how it helped them. Um, come up with an outline. Hold on, I'm going to honor you here real quick. You're, gonna, you're going on the dry erase board. I do see my name on there, which is very cool. I made the whiteboard. Oh, yeah, I did uh, it before every show because like, you, you brought up lifestyle design a couple times in the show. And I think that could be a theme for our keywords, you know, for your episode title. So, All right. I like it. Um, so, yeah, so what you do is come up with uh, who you're going to serve, then create the outline table of contents, but you can also have what would happen within certain chapters. And then once you feel good about that, um, then speak it out. Take one chapter and either do it as, you know, maybe you, let's say the book was called, you know, Smoke Jumpers was the name of a fake movie on the TV show Entourage. <laughs> um, so let's pretend it was called Smoke Jumpers. Well, I, I was a hot shot. So that was a different you crew. Are, so we we didn't like people confusing us. Everybody thinks about whenever I say we were an elite firefighters, like, oh, were you one of those smoke jumpers that jumps out of the plane? I'm like, no, we hiked like, up the mountain. So. Right. Like, no, we were the other guy. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's say it's called Hot Shots, which is confusing because there was a hockey movie with, um, what's his name, who was winning. Um, well, I've already registered the title. So you did. Yeah. Okay. So let's say it was hot shot. It's, it's going to be, so you want to be a hot shot. So, right. Yeah. So you could record it as a potential future podcast and just record them. And then you're going to hand it off and you're going to have it transcribed. I already so found a company that does that. You ever hear a rev rev is a great one. Yeah. And you can also, um, I've had people through Upwork who did it also. And I think they listen to it. Better? What is that? Is Upwork priced any better? I think Rev wasn't like a dollar. I think that's probably why I used it. I probably, uh, the person gave a good price and I was just kind of, I mean, I didn't do a whole lot of stuff that I put on there. Rev, it's like a dollar a minute and they turn around fast. Okay. So it's all good, uh, you know, depending how incessantly you talk. And uh, so you talk out each chapter, then you have it transcribed. Now it's all your voice and, and all your sections. And then you hand it off to, uh, you go back on Upwork and you get an editor who can uh, slash writer. Someone who can take what you put together and massage it and make it look right on paper. Then you show up at 98% and then you say, oh, I like this. Um, oh, I, I would probably just move this here. Or now this part seems boring to me. And you just make those last tweaks Boom, you, you practically have it, it all done. You're probably the fifth person in the past two months to give me a different way of talk going about it because I had one woman who actually told me that she's a ghostwriter. And she's like, wait a minute, you have 100, like actually Henry's, Henry's show on my show, 
I'm airing him tomorrow morning. He goes live at 7 a.m. So, um, but he's, uh, anyway, the woman I had on, uh, she's a ghostwriter and editor and all that. And she's like, Scott, she's like, you have, at the time I had like over 130 shows up. She's like, why don't you just rev those? And then just pull out from the transcriptions, everything related to fire or lifestyle stories from those years, whatever. And she's like, you probably already have a book from that. So easily, easily. And, and if you make little notes after these uh, interviews, you can, um, you can have future books too, if you see themes coming up, but that's it. The the girl that I aired, I'll be airing in about a week or so. She mentioned, uh, cause she's another editor and she's an author. Um, and she's, she's basically hinted at, she's like, Scott, she's like, you could just develop a series and with different themes as you're hinting. So I, I say, Hey, right now we just got got to get the ball in motion. So, (laughs) right. So community tuning in, let Scott know what he should do. There you go. Um, Hashtag man beard. (laughs) Hashtag man beard. Hashtag. What was yours? Um, Man pants. No. Um, What was the the man beard uh, variation you're in? Yeah, dapper man pants, hashtag yeah. dapper man pants. Any of those <laughs> hashtags would be acceptable um, at Media Jess. There it is. <laughs> and what are you over there? On, uh, uh, Matt, live the fuel everywhere. Live the fuel everywhere. That's it, man. That's easy. Nice. So, Well, listen, on that point, we've been rapping now for, oh, we're over we're over the hour mark. Well done, sir. You broke the 60 <laughs> barrier. So of recording time. We were talking before I, the show started. So I, I want to bring up, uh, I... I met a woman who told me that she spent a year with monks, not talking for an entire year, yet for that Guinness record, I spent 24 hours trying to talk as much as I could. So I, think, I, can, I think they're both uh, equally impressive. They're equally impressive. If but but I, did I she get talk. a Guinness record for that? No. Not, no she got nothing. She, got, <laughs> she felt good inside. I said, I don't know if I can make it through the weekend not talking. We were at an event. I was back in my hotel room, walking around alone, and I'm thinking of things, and I'm like, huh, because that's when people do that. I'm even talking to myself. Why am I? That, is that how I want to leave everybody? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've thought about having conversations with myself. They go on in the head all the time. I may, I, I haven't no, started verbalizing. most of it, yeah. and then just like a phrase comes out. Like, that's what you think. You know, so that just... Did I just verbalize that? And, and as long as you're not walking down the street and you blurt it at somebody and they're like, wait a minute, what's, what just happened? <laughs> now I live in New York that talking to people, talking to ourselves in the street, it's the law. Okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. That is New York city lifestyle. Uh, or actually everybody looks that way now. Cause everybody's got the, uh, the iPhone headphones. So everybody looks like they're talking to themselves. So the earpods. Yeah. yeah. We got, yeah. we got them in there. Um, this was awesome. So everybody, if, we, if I wrap it up, um, yes, um, do something unexpected, um, tell stories, keep showing up, um, give to give and, um, be memorable, which is, uh, by helping people telling stories, um, making other people's lives even better. And that'll help you to be magnetic. I love that. I love that. See, those are great final words, sir. I knew I knew you'd be able to deliver. That's not a problem. Um, so our listeners, and hang tight, I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. But to our listeners, guys, one last time for the video feed, I'm going to share the other site that I didn't give you guys. His name, J. 
jesshoffeld.com. That's his speaker site. This guy's got like all these brands, man. He's got a lot going on. He's a hustling. He's hustling. So, but again, to our listeners, guys, a powerful, powerful episode. Please go check out the video feed. Go back to the website on livethefield.com. Read up on him. I'm going to have all of this stuff, all of his sites, all of his, you know, Twitters, Instagrams, everything will be hyperlinked in there. So you can follow him, like him, uh, stalk him if you have to. I'm not <coughs> sure if he has a policy against that. So um, real quick, do you? I don't know. Uh, we're developing it right now. Okay. So right now and, you're still embracing stalking. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. All right. We like that. All right. Well, Hank, I'll give you probably a goodbye. To our listeners, ladies and gentlemen, that was JessTodfeld.com. Again, multiple brands online. Follow him. Read up on the show notes because you need it. Make sure you check him out at successinmedia.com as well. So again, this is what we're all about, ladies and gentlemen. We're here to fire you up. Jess did that for us today. This is about balancing health, business, lifestyle, everything. So thank you for listening in. Thank you for subscribing. We'll talk to you guys again soon. And as I always say, keep living the fired up epic life. Peace. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, more importantly, please subscribe to the show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher and get us yet the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, Go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7's resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, Second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle. And two, right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com. And number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there. And you got a cool big V Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please. And thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, My nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, The Pure Vitamin Club Company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world. You can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David 
D-A-V-I-D studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's I believe pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork people per hour or more importantly just go to fiverr like i did but if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering this is your guy so again guys i'll let you get back to your day thanks again for listening to live the fuel we'll talk to you guys again soon thank you for listening to live the fuel visit us at livethefuel.com stay connected on facebook twitter instagram and more at live the fuel live the fired up epic life hashtag live the fuel